0: Hi, welcome to The Church Split. My name is Will, and you guys know what we do here. We help you escape your echo chambers. We help you think biblically and then unite the divided body by having unity and diversity of thought, but at the same time being united in the fundamentals of the faith. So thank you guys for tuning in. If you guys haven't, like and subscribe to the channel. Leave us a good Google review. And also, guys, if you haven't already... um, think about supporting us. Now, the reason why I'm saying this is because I've gotten a few emails recently of asking people how can they support our ministry. Guys, the number one thing you can do, first off, is like and subscribe. It costs you nothing. Uh, then you can share with your friends and your family or on your uh, YouTube or, uh, or Facebook pages. You can just go share it along, and that will help us grow. That alone is helpful. But if you wanna give financially, you can go to the description of our video below and you can give to our Patreon. Or you can go just look us up on Patreon under The Church Split. We already have had a few people do this. If you're having a hard time finding it, feel free to reach out to us. We'd be glad to have that conversation. Uh, But the thing is that we're trying to grow, and we're trying to make this ministry more effective. We're getting better and better equipment, and we'd love to have you guys along the way, and it'd be great to be able to minister to you uh, more than just one or two videos a week. It would allow us to be much more thorough also in some of our responses, because we've gotten some... Questions and things have been asked to, for us to cover some very complex topics, and it's hard to find the time to do that, and the more financial support we have, the more it'll allow me to get away from my normal job to be able to be here, you guys get the idea. Now, today's topic is why insults shouldn't bother you. So stay tuned for that, but before we do that, we have the Ray Dank family I want to talk about. They're missionaries to Germany, and they reached out to me, they've recently found the podcast, and they really enjoyed, well, really enjoyed it, which is awesome, that's been such a blessing, It's weird that God's using this little thing that we cooked up in a Taco Bell in a way to minister to others. But the Dank family are missionaries to Germany, and they experience a church split kind of situation. Now, many of you guys know, I have said, if your pastor's gone through a church split, have them reach out to us. We'd love to have them on for an interview or give them encouragement. But missionaries go through a lot as well, if not more so. And one of the things that happened is that these missionaries were sent out by a church that I know personally— I won't mention it here because I don't think it's the right time for it or the right place— but they went they were sent from this church and they changed their position on some secondary issues. Um, some of it may, like alcohol or like King James onlyism and things like that. And you might say that they are more along, I think our lines, but I'm not I'm not going to speak for them, but I'm just saying that if you if this ministry has been a blessing to you, consider giving to the Redanks. Uh They went to Germany, they changed some of their positions, their sending church found out and the sending church contacted all of their, sending churches, all the supporting churches, and the Ray Danks lost 70% of their support. And this shouldn't surprised us. We had Eric on with the preacher boys, and as soon as they saw him unsha- like not shaven, uh, like his face, you know, he, he didn't shave his beard. When he was in India, a bunch of people pulled support for him as well. People, in the and this, they were from the IFB, this person's from the IFB, the IFB will hurt many people, over tertiary issues, over issues that are not that big of a deal. They will go after them, and then they lose their funding. And their funding is also their livelihood. It allows them to feed and care for their families over secondary, non-fundamental of the faith issues. That's what the church split is here for. We're here to unite the divided body and support one another rather than dividing with each other. And granted, again, you can have your own opinions, you can have your own beliefs, and we can debate those out, but in the end, you you are still my brother if we agree on the fundamentals of the faith. So anyway... Uh, I'm going to leave their giving link in the description of our YouTube video. So audio listeners, go to our YouTube channel, go there into the description, go to their giving link, and choose to either give to them one time or to give to them continually. And if you would like to also consider giving to us, you can. But today, I want to really make it about the Ray Danks. And if you guys know of any missionaries who've been through similar situations, have them reach out to us, give us their information, and we will promote them on this channel So that way we can bring unity through diversity and get more gospel messages out on the field and be united through the fundamentals of the faith. So anyway, with that long intro out of the way, I appreciate you guys hanging in there. So today I want to talk about why insults should not Bother you. Anyone who's been following our channel or our podcast for a while knows that recently we have come under fire a lot, either in our YouTube comments or Twitter feed, or we have been called queer little maniacs on one channel. And then also when we had Nathan Rager on uh, with the belligerent yelling, he called me boy multiple times. And he also said, Look up here, stupid. And many people went, How did you guys keep your cool? How did you guys not snap and explode and rip these people a new one? Well, Guys uh being called an idiot, a trendy, and all sorts of different things uh is actually rather uh disarming for for lack of a better word as, as of right now so one question we get repeatedly, obviously, is how do we do it? How do we keep our cool? Brian and I are always in the middle of a fray. If you guys are not, uh, if we're not doing it on this channel, we are doing it uh, on our Facebook feeds or somewhere else. We are always in the middle of a discussion or a debate of some sort. And the thing is, is a lot of people end up resorting to insults. How? And again, Christians especially are really bad about it. We are, we throw the heretic card around and the blasphemy card around like they're Skittles on Halloween. You know, we just throw it around all the time. And I want to tell you guys that these things should not bother you. The answer is quite simple. Insults should never bother you, especially if you're standing for the faith at all. If you're standing for the faith and you're standing for the truth of God, insults should never bother you. You should take joy in your persecution. And there's a reason also, many people have commented on this when they see somebody like when Rager insulted, I smiled and so did Brian. And many people were like, oh, look how cheeky they are. Oh, so cynical. And that's not what it was. Uh, We have always taken a joy when people insult us. And there's a few reasons for that. But first, I wanted to discuss with you the issue with insults. If all you do in your marriage, or in debates, or at your church, whenever you disagree with somebody, is you insult them, you must understand the fact that you are committing a grave sin, both logically and biblically. So you must understand why people insult first. So in order for these things not to bother you, you must understand why people do it. So people often mistake an insult as an argument. An argument has a premise and a premise and a conclusion or multiple premises and a conclusion. And people oftentimes mistake an insult as an argument. So if you make insults all the time, then all and you think that this insult somehow debunks them, you are making a grave mistake because you are thinking that that insult is an argument. Or maybe people insult you all the time and you need to learn how to handle it better. Well, once you understand the fact that it's not an argument, it's actually disarming to the insult. They think by putting you down, these people who attack you, they think by putting you down, they also put down your argument. This, however, is the exact opposite. By uh, insulting you, they do not put down your argument. It's actually the opposite. They uplift your argument and undermine themselves. Insulting someone goes under the logical fallacy of what's called argumentum ad hominem. Uh, it's it's a logical fallacy. It's or and then other people they not only insult but then they'll try to intimidate and bully by either yelling, screaming, or threatening. This is also under the logical fallacy of argumentum ad baculum, which. Is a major fallacy as well. And a lot of times these two go hand in hand. So I want you to understand these two types of fallacies go hand in hand. Many of the people who insult will also, as, and resort to ad hominem, will also resort to ad baculum because what they're trying to do is they're trying to intimidate and beat you down to completely concede your point. They're trying to basically humiliate you through intimidation and belligerent behavior. And that's why whenever you see us handle this in the church split, it does not bother us because we know what they're doing. We know the agenda. And many people go, well, again, well, how do you ha- handle it? But guys, if you guys watched my interview uh, here on the church split you, where Brian interviewed me, you'll know I came from an abusive home and I had to deal with this sort of thing every single day. And also my brother at the Rising Above podcast, he gave his talk about abuse in the system. And you'll know that between these two things going on, what, what our experiences, is we realize that insults are nothing more than empty threats. They're just babblings. They're, they're, they're nothing. So let's talk about this. Ad hominem, the reason why is a logical fallacy is that because it attacks the person or the character of the person rather than their idea or the subject at hand. So in other words, if I'm over here talking about Let's say I'm discussing Calvinism with somebody, so we're discussing the free will argument. Does mankind have free will or is it predetermined? Well, and then he just—and I just turn around and call him a Calvinist pig. Well, I'm not addressing the deterministic theology that this hyper-Calvinist might hold to. What I'm doing is I'm just attacking him, I'm calling him a pig. So what I'm doing is I'm shifting the argument and now into an insult. It attacks the person and the character rather than the subject at hand. So when somebody does this, it usually shows the fact that they don't have an argument or a response to you. They do not have anything they have no facts, they have no logic, so they must resort to an insult, so that way they can keep their pride intact while trying to put you down. It allow it. they're trying to shift the burden of proof off of them and just get you worked up. So when you understand that, when somebody insults you, you can smile because you know that they just surrendered the argument fully and entirely. And usually I call that out, I'm like, oh, thanks for the ad hominem, have a good day, you have now surrendered the discussion. Because it's true. So. And homin attacks, it attacks a person rather than their idea or the subject at hand. Their goal often is to get you to either shut up and back down after public humiliation or to raise the temperature in the room so that you, when you explode, they can now dismiss you. You know, well, oh, I'm not dealing with you yelling at me like that. I don't have to take that disrespect. I'm not talking to you about this anymore. So they'll insult you, trying to get a rise out of you. And once you give the rise, you give in with the rise, then it turns into them being able to be dismissive or allows them to become even more belligerent and feel better by beating you down. So you never should allow it to get to you. Do not give in to them. As soon as they attack and try to raise that temperature, Don't fall into it. Don't raise the temperature with them. Keep the cool. Take a deep breath and just listen to them snap and freak out for five minutes. Watch our rager interview. You You see us both do this. And then call it. Just say ad hominem or you're attacking me, but that has nothing to do with the subject at hand. There's a lot of responses, but either way, call it out. And if they continue, just simply dismiss the argument and just say, we, this discussion is going nowhere because all you're doing is attacking me and we're no longer discussing the subject at hand. The next one is ad, ad, argumentum ad baculum. The goal is simply and purely intimidation. So instead of addressing your argument, they may attempt to silence you by bully tactics. There's a lot of different ways for this. Somebody might get in your face. Somebody might try to grab you even, which is a violence, obviously, but they might try to do something like that. Or they might do something, if you don't do blank, then I'm going to do blank. You know, if you don't stop arguing me about this, I'm going to punch you in the throat. You know, it could be something like that, which is absurd, of course, but we need to understand that this is a tactic. This is also what we would call almost blackmailing sometimes. A blackmail would almost be an argument of ad baculum in many ways. So, this isn't an argument either because your intimidation tactic doesn't relate to the situation or question at hand. So, the situation in question is not being dealt with because all you're doing is th- trying to intimidate the person out of stepping down from their position as opposed to persuading them. So, again, Either one of these two tactics shouldn't bother you because they're logical fallacies and they're not dealing with your argument or the subject at hand. They're instead trying to intimidate or attack a person. So never let it get to you. People will try to do this. And once I realized this, it became incredibly disarming. Once I started understanding the fact that, man, that guy has nothing. He's got an empty gun. Well, that allowed me to actually finally... Address the fact that that's all it was do- that that's that's all they were doing, and it keeps my argument and actually my dignity intact, even though they're trying to remove your dignity through the insult. It's, like I said, it's funny because they're trying to do something, but it actually undermines them when you think logically. But then, what does the Bible say? And this is why it bothers me so much that you know, many of you guys know I come from that IFB background. And IFB people do this all the time. They resort to insults. And I know I'm broad brushing, not all of them, but many of their their most vocal people do this. Even in their sermons, you can see it behind the the pulpit. Um, But maybe you just see this in theological discussions in general. Maybe you're seeing this at your non-IFB church. Maybe you're seeing this in your marriage. Maybe you're doing this in your marriage and you need to stop. So, Let's address this. What does the Bible say regarding insults? The first place I'd like to turn to is Ephesians 4, 31 through 32. Remember in our my not swearing episode, I discuss the importance of controlling the tongue and not for the reasons that people think originally. But Ephesians 4, 31 through 32 says, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, as God and Christ forgave you. Remember the fact that bitterness and wrath can come through verbally. It can be an insult. It can be an attack. Angry and clamorous and especially slander. And we called out slander recently on our channel from somebody attacking us. So the Bible tells us we're being slanderous and we are not to do it. Then, I guess, really, guys, I want to bring this down to Proverbs especially Notice Proverbs twenty-two sixteen, 16, the vexation of a fool is known at once, but the prudent ignores an insult. If you are wise, you'll let the insult roll off your back. The prudent ignore it. If you are wise, you ignore it because the vexation of a fool is known at once. In other words, if he's frustrated, he's going to let you know and he's going to attack you. He's going to attack you as a person, but the prudent and the wise will ignore it. So, if you want to be wise, learn to ignore insults. We don't like insults because they tend to attack our pride. But as soon as you realize the fact that it's not attacking your pride is attempting to attack your character by trying to undermine your argument, it doesn't work. Proverbs 11:12 12 says, whoever belittles his neighbor lacks sense, but a man of understanding remains silent. In other words, we shouldn't be putting each other down all the time. If you're another Christian you disagree, you should be able to disagree respectfully without always having to resort to character attacks. Because whoever belittles his neighbor lacks sense. In other words, he has no common sense, he's kind of an idiot, and he's being very dumb at this time. And it's okay to say that you're dumb. It's okay to say we've been dumb. That's one of the things, I've been dumb. I used to be, I used to love insulting people. I was so good at it. And then I realized that I was not only being unbiblical, but I was also committing multiple logical fallacies. And those logical fallacies are there because logic comes from God. So I realized I was, I was stepping into a realm where I shouldn't. So do not fall into it. Be wise. Remain silent. Proverbs 15, 1 through 2 says this. A soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Do you want to provoke people to anger? Well, then speak in harsh words. And then verse 2 says the tongue of the wise commends knowledge but the fool but the mouth of the fool spouts folly they spout stupidity and foolishness so when i'm attacked i realize that this is a fool this is someone attacking my character and putting me down for no good reason is foolish it's folly it's not doing that which is good, because a wise commends knowledge. So that who is, those who are wise commend knowledge. They bring wisdom to something. So in other words, it's now it's different than calling it as it is, right? You know, uh, if you have been an adulterer, you know, I think we've all been an adulterer to, at some degree or other, and well, then saying, well, you've been an adulterer. Okay, Well, that's not an insult. That's more of a fact. If you, you know, I saw there's someone maybe looking up pornography. That's adultery. So you're being an adulterer. That's not an insult. That's stating what you are. But it's different if I'm calling you all sorts of other names as an attempt to undermine your position. I hope that I'm making sense here. So in other words, so again, the tongue of the wise commends knowledge. He teaches. He'll tell you, and he'll tell you when you're wrong. But he also will give you grace when necessary. Tell you when you're wrong. You're repentant of it. Then you have gained your brother. Matthew eighteen fifteen. But the mouth of the fool always spouts folly. In other words, he won't even admit when he's wrong. Which we saw that happen, right? If you, again, back to our rager interview, you'll notice when the, a man attacked some random men, some of these men's wives. These men, he had beef with these men, and he attacked these wives. Well he attacked the wise that was spouting folly and he wouldn't admit it and now I, again i'm not trying to throw shade at nathan rager i really hope one day he he changes his positions on these things but again this stuff is self-evident when you watch it, which is why I've had to get so much better at my tongue. I'm sure you could scroll through my Facebook feed years ago and find me saying really stupid stuff. In fact, I know I've said stupid stuff, and I know I've had my butt kicked a few times uh, theologically. There's, uh, in fact, what got me deeply studying theology was one time I did get my butt kicked. I got my butt kicked by a guy who I still disagree with theologically today by no clue how to handle it. I was very early in my 20s, and basically I made, an, uh, I made an appeal to emotion and tried to guilt him from his argument and about something that was more personal to me as opposed to addressing the argument. And after basically he spanked me, then he published me on, <laughs> on his uh, pretty successful blog, um, I felt like an idiot, got a lot of hate mail, and... Part of that was probably rightly deserved, but some of the people were not too kind. In fact, one person said, I need to pull my head out of my donkey, if you will. So again, that was another ad hominem. So funny how that works. But we all have done dumb. We've all spoken folly. Just don't do it anymore and repent of it. Change your mind from it. Change yourself from it. And of course, you're going to need the help of the Lord to do that because we are fallen creatures. But anyway, Titus 3.2 says this. To speak evil of no one, to avoid quarreling, to be gentle, and to show perfect courtesy toward all people. So notice this to speak evil of no one, to insult is to speak evil of. For me to just attack you is to speak evil of. And it says to avoid quarreling, you know, and that's constant fighting. I don't think this is the same as having a discussion or a debate, but quarreling is divisive fighting. To be gentle and to show perfect courtesy toward all people. If you're my brother in Christ, I ought to be courteous to you and also courteous to your positions. Even if I disagree with you, I should be able to have that discussion with you without insulting you, without speaking evil of you, without slandering you and being malicious. I hope this makes sense to you who are listening. James 1.26 says, If anyone thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue but deceives his heart, this person's religion is worthless. In other words, if you are just speaking Flippantly, never even bridling your tongue, which means disciplining it, means controlling it. This, It says that your religion, your faith is worthless because guess what, guys? We will be known by our fruit. My fruit is my behavior, and out of the heart does the mouth speak. And if all I'm speaking is horrific evils of people and I'm not bridling my tongue, then it shows that my faith is worthless. My, there is no, it's, My works do not reflect my faith. So, again, James speaks harshly here about such behavior. James 3.10, and of course, the whole chapter of James chapter three, really. But James 3.10 says, "'From the same mouth come blessing and cursing. "'My brothers, these things ought not to be so.'" And remember, cursing in the Bible is not cuss words. It's not our idea of what cursing is. Cursing is attacking somebody, putting them down. Not just cuss words. You can use cuss words to put people down, but you can also use not cuss words to put people down. So remember that when you're looking at these. And again, cuss words also aren't always putting people down. It can also be descriptive or whatever, emphasis added. So it's not dealing with that. It's dealing with attacking people, cursing them, putting them down. So remember as well, guys, when you are personally attacked, especially for the cause of Christ— that it is a blessing. And this is the hardest part for many people who wrap their heads around on this issue. And it took me a long time I feel like to get there, but I think I'm there now. At least most of the time. There's probably certain days where it irritates me more than others, but for the most part I feel like I, this has been a discipline that I've learned over the years. 1 Peter 4:14 4, If you are insulted for the name of Christ, you are blessed because the spirit of glory and of God rests upon you. In other words, if you are doing the cause of Christ, and if you are pursuing the gospel of Jesus Christ, you're going to be attacked. And sometimes you're attacked by the wolves in sheep's clothing. And the Bible talks about those people, that among you they were ravenous wolves. Sometimes our greatest enemy is the people in the church building itself, other fellow Christians. Do not allow insults to bother you, because insults, can oftentimes bless us because it shows that we are doing something for the cause of Christ. And it means that we're stepping on some some, some error, we're stepping on some toes, we're stepping on some false teachings in order to speak truth. And if you have offended no one in your life, if you have offended no one in your life, then you probably have taken a stand for nothing. So make sure that you take a stand for something and make sure it's the truth of God and not your own subjective opinions. And remember what Jesus said, bless those that curse you. He also told us to have words seasoned with salt. So being careful with our speech, not insulting people. So once you realize that insults are sinful and insults are a logical fallacy, insults should bless us and insults are the ways of the fool, it's incredibly disarming because you just look at it and go, huh, that is extremely foolish and I do not have to be bothered by that. So when someone insults you, listener, watcher, whatever, when someone insults you, remember that the discussion was just surrendered. Their argument has been completely undermined, and now they no longer have an argument. The person played the part of the fool, and this is why in many of our videos where we are attacked, we simply say ad hominem because we are pointing out that it's an ad hominem fallacy. It's an attack on our character, not on our arguments, not on the facts of the matter, but instead you're trying to divert the conversation to make your pride still be intact while trying to attack our pride. And it, don't, let it, don't let them do it. Don't let them win. When you realize that these things are so fallacious, it'll stop getting to you. You'll, you will no longer let it get to you it becomes extremely disarming to their endless ramblings. I've known people that all they can do is insult They attack and they attack you and they attack you and they attack you and they they say horrible things. You probably know preachers that have done this. You've probably known friends that have done this, family members, whatever. But once you realize that you realize that basically insults are nothing more than a giant 50 caliber rifle with an empty magazine. It looks intimidating, but in the end it is harmless. Or you could say, you know, toothless roaring lion or a toothless bear. You know, it looks mean, but uh, in the end, it it does nothing. It really affects no one because it only sounds scary, but it actually isn't. It sounds like it could hurt you, but it really don't but it really doesn't. Sorry. Bad grammar. Grammar wasn't my strong suit. And so in the end, insults are nothing but hollow talk and empty words. So do not let them get to you. The Bible tells us many things as I read. Also, we understand logically that they don't hold up. So don't let them impact you. Move on. Just let it roll off, your, roll off the duck's back. Because as it said, the prudent ignores an insult. So anyway, I hope this was helpful for you to put a frame in mind as to and a frame of reference as to why Brian and I handle things the way we do. And it's not because we're scared to bring the fight to them. It's because we realize it's just foolishness. So there's no sense in it. So if you have been insulted or you get insulted regularly, let it go. If you attack people regularly, discipline and bridle your tongue and stop it because you're only undermining yourself and you're only putting your character in question and not their own. So anyway, hope this was helpful. Like and subscribe to the Church Split Guys, comment your thoughts down below, maybe drop an insult if you're feeling cheeky, and uh, leave us a good Google review, support us on Patreon if you'd like, and don't forget to go to the Ray Danks Family, Ray Dank Family's page, and Give to them if you can. Thank you guys for tuning in to The Church Split. We have more content coming to you very soon. Take care and God bless.